This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Epic COVID-19 alert. 27 million people ordered to stay home on their cell phones. An anti-maskers mob scene. My 12-year-old son is home by himself right now and there are protesters banging outside the door. Then... The COVID-19 nurse shot at random in her car while driving to the ICU. Her mom speaks out. Help us find who did this to my daughter. Is there a link to these two men? And what you don't know about avoiding COVID-19 inside your car. Why open the window that's across from you? Plus, Trump Christmas exodus. Speculating whether President Trump will travel to Mar-a-Lago for the holidays and never go back to the White House. And a stampede of people went into the store. Panic parents over the Christmas toy shortage. Plus, the three-year-old boy who fell off his bike and skinned his knee and the disaster that followed, all from a minor scrape and real-life elf. I was adopted. Meeting his biological father for the first time, just like the Christmas classic. I love you, I love you, I love you. edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Millions of Californians received a sobering and frankly scary text message from the state health department. It said, stay home because COVID-19 is spreading rapidly. And it is all over the country. In certain areas, people are being asked to halt all but essential activity. But the question is, will they comply? Here's Jim Murray. California is in crisis today. 27 million residents, more than half the population, are being told to stay home. This emergency alert appeared on cell phones. COVID-19 is spreading rapidly. Stay home except for essential activity. The alert was triggered by a huge spike in new cases, more than 23,500 a day. Authorities are concerned this could be the start of the long-feared Thanksgiving weekend surge upon a surge. Hospitals in this state are nearing capacity. Some restaurants continue defying restrictions on outdoor dining. This L.A. sports bar is packed with revelers. Owner Dave Fold's license has been pulled, but he won't back down. This is about survival, survival of this business and survival of our staff and their jobs. In Idaho, protesters besieged a health board meeting where a mask mandate was under debate. One county commissioner suddenly makes a tearful announcement. My 12-year-old son is home by himself right now, and there are protesters banging outside the door, okay? I'm going to go home and make sure he's okay. Some anti-maskers blasted horns outside her home. Slogans were painted on her driveway. In Britain, the rollout of the Pfizer vaccine is going off without a hitch. But two people did suffer severe allergic reactions. They're both recovering. We spoke with Dr. Ashish Jha, dean of Brown University School of Public Health. 
With any medicine, you can have an allergic reaction. With any vaccine, you can have an allergic reaction. As long as those reactions are pretty uncommon, and as long as they're treatable, if you do end up being one of those people, uh, I think most people are going to feel comfortable getting it. And with Christmas coming, Dr. Jha has this advice. Hang tough. Let's get through this time period. And I promise we're going to have a much, much better 2021. Maybe celebrate Christmas in like March or April. This next story will probably leave you heartbroken and angry. An ICU nurse was on her way to work where every day she has been saving patients with COVID-19. Now she's dead, gunned down in her car. But why? Her mother is desperate for answers. Megan Alexander reports. A heartbreaking appeal from the mother of a slain COVID-19 nurse who was gunned down at random on her way to the hospital for another shift. All I'm asking is that the Nashville community that she loved so much come together and help us find who did this to my daughter. 26-year-old Caitlin Marie Kaufman was driving to St. Thomas West Hospital in Nashville, where she is assigned to stricken patients in the ICU. Out of nowhere, six bullets were fired at her car on the interstate. At a news conference, her mother, Diane, clutched her slain daughter's ID. Caitlin was selfless. She was full of life. She lit up a room as soon as she walked into it. She had a contagious laugh. She had beautiful blue eyes, a heart of gold. Investigators have been trying to piece together exactly what happened as Caitlin was on her way here to this hospital in Nashville. And they're now investigating whether two men suspected in a series of random highway shootings are also responsible for Caitlin's slaying. These two men, Dwayne Lee Story and Cody Sean Brelsford, started off in Colorado, and now police are retracing their path to determine if they drove through Nashville before ending up in Panama City, Florida, where they were charged in a string of shootings. Authorities say they found firearms and ammunition in their vehicle. Caitlin's mom has some pointed um, words for whoever killed her daughter. Why did you do that to her? She didn't deserve it. Detectives say Caitlin was killed about an hour before she was due to show up for work. Presidential lawyer Rudy Giuliani says he is almost 100 percent after being treated for COVID with the same medicines as President Trump. And despite being so sick that he needed hospitalization, he is still against enforcing mask wearing, saying you can overdo it. Just three days after he was admitted to the hospital with COVID-19, Rudy Giuliani says he's getting out. Pretty much all the symptoms are gone. I have no fever. I have very little cough. Speaking from his hospital room to his own radio show, Giuliani says he's made a remarkable recovery. Thanks to the same cocktail of drugs the president got back in October. I've gotten remdesivir and dexa. Dexa, yeah, yeah. So it's the cocktail. It's the same protocol that the president got. It is that right? Yes, yes, exactly the same. His doctor sent me here. Giuliani says he first experienced symptoms Sunday and was persuaded to go to the hospital by his girlfriend Maria Ryan and his son Andrew. Maria was with me, and she's a nurse practitioner. And uh, my son Andrew had just had COVID. So he was very aware of it, and they really pushed me to go to the hospital. And we're now learning that President Trump may fly to Mar-a-Lago with Melania for Christmas and stay there all the way past New Year's and beyond. In other words, never to return to the White House.
It is something that people have tossed around this idea that the president, who has, of course, refused to acknowledge Joe Biden's win, could go down to his Mar-a-Lago club and not return to D.C. White House officials say discussions about President Trump's exit are fluid, that no plan has been set. 2020 has pretty much been a horrible year all around. And now it looks like the Grinch is getting into the act. As Les Trump reports, a lot of children may be disappointed come Christmas morning because a lot of special toys are nowhere to be found. It's a Christmas crisis. A toy shortage is sweeping the USA. The pandemic is playing a big role, leading to manufacturing and shipping delays. Parents also loaded up on toys to entertain their kids during the lockdown. That all leads to less for the holidays. One big ticket item that will be hard to find, the new PlayStation 5. We're not going to find it. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this stampede in Michigan this week as customers try to snatch up the gaming console. Stores are also noticing that retro toys are making a big comeback. Here we go. Like the Rubik's Cube. Actor Chris Pratt showed off his skills, solving the puzzle in less than a minute. Another item flying off the shelves, roller skates. Remember those? They were featured in the new season of The Crown with Princess Diana's character skating around Buckingham Palace. This year, families are spending more time together than they ever have, and so that leaves room for new activities that they can do together while they're staying home and being safe. So nostalgic toys are great for that. Another toy atop the Christmas wish list, Nerf guns. But you won't believe what happened when four-year-old Michael DiCarlo asked a mall Santa for one this year. Look at little Michael's face. If your dad wants to get it for you, that's fine, but I can't bring it to you. Moments later, Michael burst into tears and has to be comforted by his mom. Michael's mom, Sibella DiCarlo, was outraged and posted the video online. I was in shock. You know, if it's against his beliefs, leave your beliefs at the door. You know, you're a, you're a mall Santa. Your job is to bring cheer. The mall outside Chicago says it is deeply apologetic and that the Santa has resigned. And the mall felt so badly about what happened, they had another Santa's helper visit Michael's home. And this is the moment when this Santa Prevent, presented him with a special gift, and you know what's in there. Yep, it's a brand new Nerf gun. Now, obviously, if you have to go somewhere, it's probably best to be alone in your own car, but that is not always possible. You've heard the tip that you should keep your window open for air circulation, but did you know it actually matters which window? Stephen Fabian with more on that. There are ways to minimize your risk of catching COVID-19 in a car, taxi, or ride share. Jack Caravanos, professor of public health at NYU, says the first rule is to keep it to a maximum of two people seated as far apart as possible. It is nearly impossible to be six feet away. Look, I'm not even at six feet. This is five feet. Where's the safest place to sit? The rule of thumb is diagonally across from the driver. And what you want to do is open the window furthest away. So in my case, I would open up the passenger side driver's window. Right. Uh, and for me, I'd open what? This one back here. The one on your left side, yes. And what's the reasoning for that? Why open the window that's across from you? So the key is to get ventilation. So by opening windows across from each other, you're ensuring that the air circulates and comes in and out. But what happens when the weather gets really cold and rainy? 
Well, keep in mind, you don't have to open up the window right next to you, so you don't have to get wet. You could open up the window opposite you for a couple of inches, and that should be fine. What about the blower from the heater or the air conditioner or the fan in your dashboard? Can that help with circulation? Put it on the fresh air setting, and that's the setting that shows air coming into the car and going out. It goes without saying, both the driver and passenger in the back seat should be wearing a mask if it's someone from outside your family bubble. Speaking of masks, now that cold weather is here in many parts of the USA, you might be seeing more of this, a winter scarf instead of a face mask. Is that okay? Absolutely not. Experts say the virus can find its way through a scarf. Best thing to do if you're cold, use a face mask and a scarf. The key is to have a tight fit over the nose and mouth. Most winter scarves do not provide that level of protection. Face masks also keep, help keep your face warm. And the experts say it's important to keep that mask dry during the winter because those masks are not effective when wet. When I wear my glasses on the air, somebody always has a comment about it, which actually reminds me of how I felt when I first got glasses at age 11. Well, this TV mom's daughter was nervous about being bullied for wearing glasses, and so she very directly sent her an important message. Thanks so much for joining us. TV morning news anchor Tanya Babich is wearing glasses, which she almost never does on air. This is how Tanya normally appears on air on Chicago's top-rated station, WLS. So why the new look? It's to boost the confidence of her 10-year-old daughter, who's just started wearing glasses and was worried about what the kids in her class would say. So in a gesture of solidarity, I've been wearing mine all week to make this point. Whatever people say or think about you is none of your business. Just be yourself authentically and unapologetically. The rest will work itself out. Her colleagues showed their support by wearing glasses on air. You guys are just the greatest. They moved me to tears. We cut to credits just, just in time for me to not cry on television. I spoke to the anchor today. What did your daughter say and what was her reaction? She watched a playback of Friday's uh, end of the show. And as she's watching it, I can see you know a slow smile creeping over her face. Tanya's message is resonating across America. Proud parents are inundating her Twitter page with photos of their adorable kids in glasses. The reception that I've received from that segment has just has been incredible and really has blown me away. And kids, if you wear glasses, you're not alone. One third of girls and 30 percent of boys wear them, too. Next, the three year old boy who fell off his bike and skinned his knee and the disaster that followed all from a minor scrape and real life elf. Meeting his biological father for the first time, just like the Christmas classic. I love you, I love you, I love you! I love you, I love you, I love you! Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. It's part of being a kid. You fall down, you skin your knee. But one three-year-old little boy's skin knee has had lifetime implications after an infection led to both his legs being amputated. Now his mom and dad have a warning for parents everywhere. It's an unimaginable nightmare. This three-year-old boy just had both legs amputated after he skinned his knee while riding a bike. Every day we really talk about we can't believe it happened. This was little Bowden before riding his balance bike. He said, awesome. Awesome. 
The balance bike is very popular with youngsters. It's low to the ground and doesn't have pedals. Juliana and Brian Baumkirchner say it was a simple fall that they never imagined could have resulted in this disaster. Bodie's parents say their nightmare unfolded after their son fell off his bike and he suffered a minor scrape, which they cleaned. The next day, he had a fever. 24 hours later, his fever worsened and his knee began to swell. They took their son to Rady Children's Hospital here in San Diego, never imagining what would come next. Doctors diagnosed Bowden with a staph infection that caused toxic shock syndrome. And they said, you know, within if we had waited a couple more hours, he wouldn't have made it. Why he had such a horrific reaction to a seemingly harmless scrape on his knee is a mystery. Over the past two months, the brave little boy has endured 18 surgeries. Besides his legs, doctors also had to remove two fingers. The next day after, I tried to muster up the words to explain what happened, and I just stopped in my tracks. I couldn't do it. The parents have two other children. The family was visiting from Arizona when it happened. They say they're grateful for the outpouring of support, including from the nursing staff, who dropped by for a game of peekaboo. Where about it? Where go? I'm almost speechless yeah. to even describe the compassion that we feel here. Ready? Set? Despite his ordeal, little Bowden's spirits are high, blowing kisses and even managing a sweet smile. Oh, what a beauty. Bowden's parents say he's still got a long road ahead with prosthetics and physical therapy, and the family has set up a GoFundMe account to try to help. So if you'd like some information on that, just come over to our website, InsideEdition.com. We'll be right back. Still to come, real-life elf. Meeting his biological father for the first time, just like the Christmas classic. I love you, I love you, I love you! I love you, I love you, I love you! It is one of the most popular movies this time of year, the Will Ferrell comedy Elf. And an iconic scene from the movie has just happened in real life. Look familiar? I'm here with my dad. It's a real-life elf. 43-year-old Doug Henning, dressed up as Buddy, famously portrayed by Will Ferrell in the movie Elf, to meet his biological dad for the first time. <laughs> how did you come up with this idea? I was just thinking that, man, how awesome would it be to just break the ice with greeting him as Buddy the Elf? I said, our story is the same. He never knew about me, I was adopted, and then he found me, so I figured, oh, what a better way to do it. In the 2003 Christmas classic, Buddy the Elf travels from the North Pole to meet his dad. I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born, so I'm here now. I found you, Daddy. Doug tracked down his biological dad, Raul, through Ancestry.com. They arranged to meet at the airport in Boston, but Dad never expected this surprise. I was adopted, but you never knew I was born. And now you found me. Doug really nailed the ending. I love you. I love you. I love you. Did your dad think you were crazy? Yeah, I think he didn't really know what to think, really, because he had never seen the movie. I was just praying that I could get it all out correctly before he thought I was too crazy and turned around and walked the other direction. Doug's 11-year-old daughter, Finley, captured the moment on her phone. At one point, 
I like fell on my knees because it was so funny. I couldn't stop laughing. Doug put on his elf costume just for us, still radiating delight over meeting his dad for the first time and relieved the elf joke went over well. It's given a lot of people a lot of laughs and a lot of, I think, joy, hopefully, in the uh, in this time that we're in. I love you! I love you! I love you! Yeah, well, we're all smiling. Doug says he and his biological dad are looking forward to spending more time together post-pandemic. When we come back, don't mess with the little guy. Finally today, talk about being fearless. This cow is trying to intimidate a little pup. Not so fast. Don't mess with the little guy. And that's his boss. That's Inside Edition for today. Thank you for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts.